Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and hello, welcome, people. <laughs> oh man, oh hello. man, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. This is episode ninety-four of the Hardly Millennial podcast, where we are young, dumb, and full of. Oh, oh, what's the word? Don't fuck this oh, up. Oh, what's the word? Oh, hold on. I have a lot of opinions on what it could be. Let me think of the word. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh. Honestly, in my honest opinion, I am I am very forgetful. I can't remember what I'll the word is. I'll give you what a is hint. It? it starts with an O, ends with an onions. Onions. <laughs> I mean, you set me up for that one. <laughs> I didn't even realize I set you up for it, but you're right. I totally did. Set and serve, lad. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, we're full of opinions here. Yes, we are. And uh, some more than others, some more than others. And you know what? It's good to be back, guys. So just kind of a little recap here. Uh, We were doing a podcast today. We got up to 93 episodes. We were going to push to do 100. And we just had a really bad episode. That episode 93 titled gibberish. Go check it out if you want. I mean, it was a good title. It was, a good, <laughs> it was a good title. There's a reason why it's called gibberish, which you'll know if you go listen to I, it. I have, because because I'm part of the uh, the Hardly Millennial crew, I, I have some insights and behind-the-scenes uh, <laughs> knowledge as to how the titles get made for these. Yes. You guys really put heart and soul into what the titles are going to be. To some, be fair, some of them we don't. Sometimes. But some of them we really but, do. But case in point, Exhibit mm-hmm. A gibberish you guys at yeah. the end of that listened back to it and went yeah this is this, this is, is what gibberish. this is, <laughs> this is so. it really was it though, really dude. was an apropos title though but yeah if i mean if if you're looking for good background noise after about the 10 minute mark and they're talking about mother's day and that's when the gibberish <laughs> really begins they start off strong and then Be just dead. somewhere somewhere just like a like a flan in a cupboard. Well, and that's and that's exactly my point. You know, it, it, after that episode, it was like, okay, you know, we we were going to push to a hundred before we just started making this weekly thing. But ambitious, I, ambitious, I, yeah. I, I made the command decision, and I was like, we're not going to put out six like shit episodes just no, to get us, yeah, or seven shit episodes just to get us to a hundred. When we could just stop and then just like, all right, we'll wait and just like when you're working out. You don't want to count shitty repetitions. You don't want to make yeah. shitty, shitty podcasts. Yeah, like exactly. One good so, podcast is worth five shitty ones. Exactly. So. so that's the plan for now on. Uh, the plan is to be releasing a podcast every Monday. These podcasts are pre-recorded either on Saturday or Sunday. Then they're going to be released that following Monday. So that's going to be uh, how we do this going forward now. And because we're only doing it weekly, we're going to try to not only – make it a you know three person or more podcast as much as possible but we're also not going to be putting a time limit on it anymore so we're going to be doing uh just freeform conversation if it ends at an hour so be it. if it ends at three and a half hours so be it that's what you heard ladies and gentlemen that's hardly millennial heard. has gone off the chain off the chain off the chain so today to bring us back to this episode here um no matthew with us today unfortunately but i do have you know i walked in on him before we started the podcast, <laughs> I was so certain. I, I was faced with uh, a paradox, if you will, mm-hmm. two doors. Yes. On one side is a bathroom where I can go and relieve my bowels. <laughs> and another one is a possibly masturbating Matthew. <laughs> 
by your laughter you already know which door i chose i was like it's the one on the left obviously there's matt under his covers with his phone up i'm like i hope that wasn't what i thought it was i don't think it was because his door was already open i was gonna say and matthew's somebody who watches he watches a lot of like let's plays on his phone and he watches them uh, as he's going to sleep i can tell you what if I'm in my bed and my phone's out, I am not watching Let's Play. I, I, <laughs> I have a laptop. Um, I have a Hulk, so. I have a Hulk. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so um, so Matthew's in bed right now, if you didn't gather from all that. We're, um, at me and it's Adam, late. It's late. We've been making a habit of this, Adam. We've been mm-hmm. making a habit of this. Um, the last podcast we did, too, uh, uh, what was it? Um the sneezing uh, sneezing fits, fits with the cartel of homicide. Yeah, yes. side side, uh, side of cartel homicide. Yes, um, that one. That was that was a, a short order late night. Yeah, come over quick. I need to do a podcast. Podcast. It and, was. I mean, this one. While it was planned, we we didn't plan for it to be this late. Right now, it's we're, we're nine minutes away from midnight. Nine minutes right away now. on Saturday night. So. so we're both very caffeinated. Um, we're both probably pretty tired. Uh, me when I get tired, that's that that's like a challenge. Well, you know what? That's why I you know because there was definitely a point where I was like, oh, this is this is gonna be such a late podcast and stuff. But then I just thought back to like, how many nights have you and I Vince just stayed up <laughs> literally all night going through like two packs of cigarettes each, yep, yep, and just talking until the fucking morning sun. The the words. Oh wow, the sun's up! <laughs> <laughs> how many times that leaves our how fucking many, mouth? How many times we said those words in our teens, man? Even in our early twenties, we we're like, "Oh hey, check that out!" <laughs> yeah, dude, all the fucking time. So it's, it's so here we are. It's gonna be a goofy podcast. <laughs> it's gonna be a fun podcast. It might go to some weird places. It, it might, might go, go to, to some, some weird places. You, you never know. You never know. Again, we are off the chain. Off the chain. So I found uh, I already had this conversation with Vince about off the podcast, but I usually get these double shot vanilla Starbucks coffees. <laughs> and when I knew we were going to be doing a late night podcast, first of all, I've already had one of these double shot Starbucks energy coffee he's, goodnesses. He's today. already on one. Already but... on one. And so when I knew we were going to be doing a late podcast, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go get like an energy drink, like a monster or something. <laughs> and I I went there and I was looking in the monster section where they had all these crazy energy drinks. And way down in the corner, just like hiding there, <laughs> I see the, the little guy. Starbucks symbol. And I'm like, ooh, what is this? Why is this here separated from its brother's? <laughs> And I, cut from the hood. <laughs> and I pick it up, dude, and it's like triple shot energy. <laughs> Low, it was not cut from the herd, it was leading the pack. Yes. <laughs> but dude, so I drink one of those and I I feel it kicking in and I'm excited to see the conversation we have. All right, good times. But um just really quick too, Vince, anytime you make a louder noise, just kind of move back from the microphone a little bit. Like if you're gonna laugh loudly or something like that, Adam, I'm gonna I'm gonna just, I'm just I'm gonna do my you thing. You know what? I'm just telling you. And this microphone's either to gonna help be the in audience it or it, the microphone's not gonna be in it. You know what, man? Follow your heart. I'm I just don't I. Always, I, I don't feel I better always... now that it's been said, okay, and okay. we'll go from there. I will I will take into consideration. I know one thing for sure is not to like elbow the fuck out of this table because these microphones <sighs> get all woo when you do that. So. Yeah, it's it's definitely time for. 
a different table <laughs> than the one we're currently using for sure. I love that there is a a felt rug under this <laughs> the blanket. Uh, like like yeah. it, it is a it is a like once really soft blanket mm-hmm. that's a little crusty, but uh, for the most part, it's it's still a nice blanket on this. It table. is. So to kind of get conversation started here, and not to jump into something too serious right off the bat oh come on but i mean but it's been a hot topic especially the past couple weeks of my absence with these podcasts okay and that is what is happening in alabama right now as far as the abortion uh bill that was passed you're gonna have to fill me in man i'm not are you not are you not familiar i I really don't exist on facebook too much except uh, I, I got some family well i mean stuff this is all on. over the news too this isn't like a, a I, facebook I, bro, thing i'm off okay the, I, I i i am i am by current standards off the grid i don't have a cable connection mm. i don't watch tv i have a netflix account right i i barely even watch that if i'm watching mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm watching kid shows news just doesn't make its way to me, I, I I've kind you don't of stay, you don't stay current though with what's going no. on in the pol- in politics no, or man I'm so burned on current events I really really am it it seems like like okay it seems like the media or not necessarily the media but just just current events are jumping the shark everything's yeah. so commonplace everything's so uh, what's what's the word uh, blase now like like even school shootings are just like hey yeah hey everybody check it out there was another one in indiana or something like that or right some politician does something crazy and just honestly it it it, it was like junk food really um watching the news and trying to keep up with current events felt a lot like eating a 12 pack of donuts and trust me i've done that plenty of times and i felt <laughs> the same way after you know watching cnn that i do after eating a 12 pack of donuts and just yeah. <laughs> overloaded and bloated so I, I i stopped so you're please fill me in what's what's going on in alabama with the, you said uh abortion yes yeah, so they passed an abortion law that well an abortion banning laws but basically abortion is banned it's the uh, forgive me i haven't done like a crazy amount of reading or research into this i just know the basis of what's going on but basically they passed a bill saying you can't have an abortion i believe it's the heartbeat bill so once you can hear a heartbeat i think it's can't do it anymore regardless and they put a crazy jail sentence on like I don't think the person who gets it done, but like a doctor who does it, it's like a 99-year prison sentence. Holy shit. Yeah. That's draconian, dude. So there's a lot of people up in arms about this in Alabama, uh, not just Alabama, but the whole country right now. Okay, so, so, okay, I I know you you said you haven't done a crazy amount of research on this. Remember, folks, opinions. Opinions. Um, So... What what's the basis for doing that? What, what they have to have some reason, even if it's bullshit, they have to have some reason why they're doing this. It can't just be like, "Hey, folks, we're banning abortion." Bye. Well, I think it was voted on. Again, though, on what basis? What what like? Well, just the basis of what the arguments always been. Okay. Well, is I it, mean, is it killing a life or isn't it? You know, and it was they decided that it's not, and they decided that if you're going to live in the state that. You have to abide by those rules because it's the law in that state now. If you can hear the face I'm making at home, <laughs> say something in the comments. Um, that's 
I don't know, that, that seems incredibly bizarre to me that a state would go so far as to just ban abortion. I mean, again, like, 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 Why does banning, that seem strange? like banning anything, it, it, it's not going to stop it. They're, you're still going to have back alley abortions happening. They're just right. going to be unregulated, unmitigated, more of a, a, a threat to, you know, the, the, the health of the mother right then it would be in a sterile clinic where it can be done you know surgically well it doesn't i mean i don't disagree with you but it doesn't surprise me that with how hot of a topic that particular issue is it doesn't surprise me that a state would go as far especially a state like alabama that's okay. right there in the bible belt well, here's here's a, here's I guess a, it's on the bible belt but here's here's another question then what are they going to do as far as when they see the rise of and i'm doing air quotes here with my fingers miscarriages go up what are they going to do about that? Because I promise that's going to happen. They're going to see a whole lot of strange miscarriages coming through the state of Alabama. Well, I don't people, people have Google now. They know, hey, how do I get rid of a baby without getting an abortion? Try getting punched in the fucking stomach. Try doing cocaine. Like, there's going to be all these horrible ways that people are going to be terminating mm-hmm. pregnancies now. And, you know, good job, state of Alabama. I don't know if that's what you were going for, but... I mean, rock well, and roll fucking, I mean, to be honest, it doesn't, <laughs> it, it doesn't really bother me that Alabama made like this particular law or put like a heavier, you know, put their foot down on their stance on abortion per There's se. There's a lot of things that Alabama but, needs to put their foot down on. One is education. <laughs> but no, we're going to worry about fucking abortion. Well, true, true. I, I we agree. We have the that... worst fucking education system in the nation. Let's have more babies. Like <laughs> no, 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 I I agree. The priorities are screwed up for sure, but but still, like it's it's something I do understand, and that's a completely in states' rights to do. You know, that's the whole point of the United States. But well, this, it was, it was, it was. Point. I don't know was, what it is yeah. anymore. I don't but anybody does. But at the same time, it's like because one of the things that they also ban now is like if you're a woman and you're raped and you get pregnant, you still can't get an abortion in Alabama. Well, like these- yeah, I figured it was a blanket. That I don't think any abortion clinic. Well, or it's not quite blanket goes- because it's up until you can hear a heartbeat. So I think you can have an abortion up until like. Oh, oh okay. So well. Just never go in for an ultrasound. Don't ever go in for an ultrasound. You don't want to hear a heartbeat. Don't go in for an ultrasound. Like, <laughs> right. You're like, nope, can't have an abortion now. Damn. Like, you can hear a heartbeat pretty pretty fucking early, too. I think it's um, six weeks, isn't it? Or no, maybe that's way too early. I think it's like eight or nine, actually. Okay. But still, that that is the median time when most people find out they're pregnant is between that like eight to twelve week mark. Mm. That's when people are like, "Oh shit, I might be pregnant." Right. By then, it's it for most people, it's already too late. So unless you're pissing on uh, a pregnancy test every fucking morning, like mm-hmm. you know, yeah, be be on top of your shit, I guess. Or, yeah. Or, or you know, whatever. So as as somebody like you, who is a father of one, soon to be father of two, congratulations, by the way. Thank you. And what what what's your opinion on abortions and your stance on that? And how, do you think it's something that our government should be involved with? Do you think it's something that this should be decided to the states? Should it be a blanket? Yes or no? Should there if there's abortions? Are you, should it be only up until a certain time? I don't believe that any <clears throat> matters concerning the human anatomy on an individual basis should have anything to do with the federal government. I really don't. Or okay. Either that or the state government. Uh, it's, Government shouldn't have anything to do with personal bodily autonomy. Well, you're right. But the argument with abortion 
is that you're now not just messing with your life, with your anatomy. You're you're messing with the life of this child that just happens to be inside you yes, for nine months. Yes, and I, I, I mean, okay, here's, here's the thing. Um, you can try and church abortion up all you want. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not against anybody doing what they feel that they need to do to maintain a healthy life or even just accepting personal responsibility for their own decisions. But what I'm going to say to you might make a lot of people uncomfortable. And if anybody's listening to this, who knows me, like you, you get this, but at the same time, this might sound like a little cold blooded. So, you know, forgive me. Um, don't think for a second that you're not killing because that's exactly what you're doing. Okay. Um, now, whatever your reason for doing so is, whatever your reason for doing so is, is strictly up to you. Um, but but you you are taking a life. Um, now, how you feel about that, again, that's up to you. So let me stop you right there, though. So when you say you're taking a life, do you think Brother, that the second I'm... you find out, the woman finds out she's pregnant, like... Like, is there, so like the day after, if all of a sudden, like you impregnate your wife and the day after she knows she's pregnant and she, whatever it is, miraculously, you know, I'm just giving an extreme example here, but like, just at what point would you say that the baby is a baby? Do you think it's only up until you hear the heartbeat? Do you think the second the conception happens? Baby, fetus, or even just a dividing cells, you're still dealing with life. Mm-hmm. This is still life, right? Um, whether it's a, a, a very microscopic multicellular organism, um, uh, an underdeveloped fetus, or a almost full term infant, you're still dealing with a life. Mm. Again, how you feel about taking a life is solely up to you. But what I can tell you right now is that some people can rest easy knowing that they've done something for themselves and for their life and personal well being that would have been better than the alternative. And if you can lay your head on the pillow and go to sleep comfortably, more power to you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to judge you personally because I have never nor will I ever be in that situation. Mm-hmm. So I cannot pass judgment. I try not to pass judgments on situations that don't involve or concern me right? Um, or, or loved ones at least. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, so when it comes to matters of abortion, to kind of roundabout way of saying it, um, I, I'm kind of on both sides. Um, I mean – I'm I'm as much pro life as I am pro death. I'm really like like um death and life two sides of the same coin. That's a really long arc and tangent that I'm not going to go into right now or I might. I might. Um death is natural, life is natural. Mm-hmm. If it didn't if it shouldn't exist, it wouldn't. You know what I mean? Right. Um so if regardless of what the 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 situation or the 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 circumstances are surrounding a pregnancy that is unwanted by the mother mm-hmm. if the mother chooses or wills to terminate that pregnancy i i believe that she has every right to okay people have the right to voluntary amputation but you're telling me they don't have the right to uh uh terminating a pregnancy like but again that's that's where the argument stems from, you know, because really what you're saying, because you're sitting here and you're saying, and forgive me, I'm just playing devil's advocate here, but you're sitting here and saying that, hey, if you kill, if you get an abortion, 
recognize that what you're doing is murder, but it's okay. Yes. So, yes. Right. So, but the argument is, if it's murder, I mean, I'm not allowed to just kill you as long as the circumstances are correct. Bro, I'm not growing inside you know? of you, though. <sighs> Yeah, but that's but what I'm saying is that's the <laughs> argument though. Is that's this, a stupid argument? Is your but if you're saying it's murder though, you're putting you're putting the same amount of value on that human life as you would be on like somebody who's out of the womb, correct? Mm. Or you're saying that that piece of life is less valuable? I'm I'm not saying that one's more valuable than the other. I'm saying they're both equally fucking worthless. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> really? No, truly. No, no, no. Okay, stop, stop. Okay. Here, okay, I, I think this is where the breakthrough in communication is happening here. Okay. I don't put the same value on life, especially human life, that mm-hmm. other people do. You want to know why? Hmm. There's too fucking many of us. <laughs> Dude, we're reaching 8 billion people. Mm-hmm. We're not a commodity. There's, there's a fucking surplus of human beings right now. Mm-hmm. And nature's trying to shake us off, but we keep taking away the fucking shoelaces. Okay. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm all for a decrease in the human population. Mm. Yeah. Here I am breeding. Hmm. Strange. Uh, <laughs> do I put, do I put value on individual lives that mean something to me? Uh-huh. So fucking lootly. Uh, I would, I would murder for you. I would murder for my kids. I'd murder for my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, would I do the same for ev- literally everyone else in the world? No, right. I don't know everyone else in the world. I worry mm-hmm. about what is in my immediate sphere of influence. So when it comes to matters of human life and how I value them, like I said, uh, whether it's an embryo, a fetus, a full-term baby, or one that's already out of the womb, it's equally fucking worthless. Mm-hmm. It's it's not special or precious. It, it, it is a recycled cellular organism of two other recycled cellular organisms that boned and reproduced. The miracle of life, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a little dark. But it's my opinion. Well, <laughs> it's dark, but really all I gather from that is just like kind of the same way I feel about politics right now. And yeah. Just in general, where it's just like, I just, I don't give a fuck. Do what, do what you're going to do. No, seriously. You yeah. Know? Either nuke, nuke the whole fucking world or disarm them. I, I, I don't give a yeah. fuck. Because even, even in the realm of politics itself, I, I've reached this point, and you were touching on this a little bit when uh, before we got into the conversation of abortion, where I used to be somebody where I, I truly did find joy in kind of researching about everything that was going on and discussing about it with people and yeah. such. Yeah. And I'm sure I'll be a bandwagoner like many other people are when election years come around and, you know, and have my spurts of research <laughs> on what's going on and conversations. But for the most part, I've definitely have reached this point where it's like everything's become so divided and so polarized and so convoluted and so just annoying <laughs> the screaming back and forth where i'm just like we're, we're uh, okay see okay um I, I i keep hearing a lot of people talking about this 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 division that everyone's feeling and man i gotta say i i don't feel i don't but feel I it the way we did three years ago but i think well i think you don't feel it the way that we did three years ago is because i think what i'm discussing right now where i'm at as far as how i handle politics i yeah. think you were at this a lot sooner than like i was oh, okay so because you stopped caring a while back I got you so kind of have been watching this so because yeah. so, i've been trying to 
I've been dropping off also the past few years, but, you know, I was keeping up a little bit, you know, and I catch the occasional, you know, Paul Rivera or Ben Shapiro debate yeah. or the Young Turks, whatever it ben is. Ben Shapiro is still out there. Wow. The, oh, yeah. He the, has a podcast the hasn't, every day, man. The left hasn't chopped his head off oh, yet? they've tried. Oh, wow. They've tried. <laughs> but they... Uh, well, good on you, Ben. Yeah. Like... <laughs> But what about Milo? Is Milo still rocking around? He's still rocking around, but he's he was like a fad basically during the elections, and oh, he's gone okay. now pretty much. See, he was a scapegoat. Yeah, he was a scapegoat for all that nonsense. But, but anyways, like these were people that I was following a lot and things, and following what was going on in the world, and it is still very polarized. Fuck, I see it just on my Facebook alone with just the friends I have. You know, I I constantly find myself unfollowing people, not unfriending them, but just unfollowing their posts because they'll say something like, open your eyes, people, you know, and Uh, post whatever. And it's it's just getting to this point where it's like, I just don't fucking care anymore. I just don't care. You know, when, when you meet somebody, the first question or one of the first questions asked should not be, do you like Trump or what are your political beliefs or what political party are you affiliated with? I'm, and I'm noticing that more and more and more. Really? Oh yeah. Man. Big okay. Time, so I, I work with a lot of individuals from uh, the Northern States, like Oregon, Washington, mm-hmm. um, a lot of blue States. And when I first found this out, cause I consider myself <clears throat> to be somewhat neutral on a lot of subjects. Um, however, I would say politically, I, I do lean a little bit more conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was a little concerned with how I would be viewed by uh, who the media had told See, me were these crazy, you know, leftists. And how sad is that, right? <clears throat> right? Like, uh, yeah. you go into a job and you're like, oh, these people are from this area of the country. Yeah. I wonder how this is going to play out. Like, I'm expecting... Like, how crazy. <laughs> I'm expecting to be crucified for, for being even the slightest bit, you know... Uh, uh, against the grain of, of you know, of, of leftist politics. Uh-huh. Um, I, I kept my mouth shut for the longest time about a lot of stuff. And, you know, I, I listened to a lot of the political conversation that was going around me. And, of course, it was a lot of what I expected. Um, however, it wasn't so aggressive as, I guess, the media portrays it. One and two, when I started actually talking about mm-hmm. how I felt about certain things, I, I actually got some intelligent discourse. I, I didn't get screeched at. I, I I wasn't I wasn't sent up to HR for for thought crimes or anything mm-hmm. insane like that. It was it was good intelligent debate, and it, more of a reason why I just I can't pay attention to the media anymore. They they really yes. blow shit so far out of proportion. It they makes really you, do. It makes you not only lose your sense of humanity, but you're 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 okay. You're going to hear this a lot in life, everybody. I'm sure you do on a daily basis. Oh, we're doomed. There's no hope for humanity. No, there is. Mm-hmm. People just put all the garbage in your face, so that's mm-hmm. all you focus on. So that's all you think about is just how shitty the human race can be. Guess what? It can also be fucking awesome. Well, the problem is, and I've tried to explain this to people on both sides of the aisle before, is when you watch the media, any kind of news, and this even goes with some new media too, like some of the YouTubers out there that report news or yeah. some of the podcasts out there. No, no media is, is not guilty for this kind of stuff. And... <clears throat> These media sources will sit there and they'll, when they're talking about the Democrats, they're talking about all the extremes. They're talking about the snowflakes, the social justice warriors. Then when they're talking about the Republicans, they're talking about, you know, the, the Nazis and the far (laughs) right and, you know, the, 
whatever, you know, yeah. just the extremes of the Republican side. And what I try to explain to people on both sides is those are both a very small percentage of the people uh, who actually call themselves yes. a liberal or somebody who calls An themselves a conservative. Extremely small cross section. Yes. Most people are willing to sit down with you and have a conversation with you and say, here's why I believe this, or it, here's why I believe this. So but you're create the media's creating this fucking cartoon outlook you know, on both sides. You know how they do it. Check it out, man. Every uh, Okay, what's the old saying? Uh, there's one in every group. Mm-hmm. In every group of very open-minded, intelligent, uh, um, tolerant, you know, liberal leftists out there, mm-hmm. you're always going to have the one who has the meltdown. Yes. Guess who the camera's going to be fixated on? Yes. Not the rational, you know, thinkers. It's going mm-hmm. to be the one, Trump literally is Hitler, bad. Mm-hmm. That's who's going to get the most scream time. Yes. Why? Because they're sensational. Why? Because they can go viral. Why? Because people will click on it if it's got a good fucking tag. And on we it. as people are fucking sheep. So if that's how you're <laughs> so if that's how you're defining both sides, well you can't blame people then that when they go into these conversations, political conversations, well they're going to automatically be on the defense because they're told watch out for yeah. this one. It's divide and conquer tactics, <laughs> yes. man. It's divide and conquer tactics and I I just don't understand why more people aren't aware of or are, are they aware of that? Are you aware that we are currently being undermined and forced to pit against one another? Well, Write down what you think in the comments. (laughs) I don't even think that most people are aware of it, but what I do think you're starting to see more is an influx of people like you and I who are just going, I just don't fucking care anymore. Just disillusioned. Like, I just don't care. Totally disillusioned from from everything, this narrative that's being pushed. Yeah. this, this, This force of change in society. We're, uh, it's it's just not working. Mm-hmm. They're trying to cram this pill down our throat, and I don't know who's doing it. I don't know if anyone's doing it, but nobody's biting, man. Nobody's into this narrative that's trying to be spun of this. Nobody that matters, at least, for sure. For sure, for sure. But again, um, they're empty can. <clears throat> Excuse me. The empty can rattles the most, as they say. Yeah. Like me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I wish that weren't true. <laughs> I may say a lot of things that sound may make me sound like I'm really smart, but trust me, I'm I am not. I am not. <laughs> <laughs> We're like the Matrix over here. We just use big words to make ourselves sound intelligent. Oh, the architect. That the architect. Scene. Oh God. You know what's funny when you actually break like uh, I, I've watched episodes of certain channels on YouTube that uh, uh, analyze you know scenes from the Matrix. Right. There's one that actually went so far as to put idiot subtitles. For uh, that whole scene. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Like the imminent architecture of this system is vast. Right. It's pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. But. In, uh, there, was a, there was a rumor going around that it might not even be a rumor. It might be confirmed that they're going to make more of those movies. No, they don't, they don't need to do that. They, they, they might, don't though. need they do, no they I need don't to stop I don't know if it's going to be I don't think it's going to be like a continuation of like the neo story or anything I think it's gonna be one of those like happens in the same universe but it's a different story now you know either that it'll or be like, called like matrix legacy or what some shit what if like it's that. just the next iteration of the matrix because they stated you know the 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 trilogy before that oh you know this is the seventh time that this has happened. Oh my gosh! They might do that. Do you know what? It would. I would probably be down for that if they made it like a show. 
I don't think I could do like seven more fucking movies of the Matrix. But if they did like a show, like a huh. running show with seasons of the Matrix, separate story, whatever. I'd fuck with that. Adam, I need to take a brief moment from this conversation to let you know how happy I am that you showed me a certain TV show on Netflix. What TV show was it? Love, Death, and Robots. Oh, isn't it fantastic, Vince? fucking love that series. There were a couple of duds. There oh, were yeah, a couple of, of duds. I was expecting more, but I got just so amped yes. over several episodes. I'm going to tell you my top three Tell, tell people what uh, okay. that show is first, so, for those who don't know. Love, Death, and Robots. <laughs> if, if you like Black Mirror, check out Love, Death, and Robots. It's on the same tier of just visually striking, great storytelling. Honestly, it might be the same company with how the opening The intro kind of looks yeah, like the, the same, right? And it, I, but I think it's literally the same sound bite. That like, weird no, like, I know flipping for, of the I, technology. Yeah, yeah. I, I know for a fact it is. Um, so... The show is a series of fifteen to yeah, ten to fifteen minute vignettes of a I think it's more short. Than that. I think it's like twenty something. There's a couple yeah. of them that run twenty, but on average, they're they're about twelve to fifteen minutes. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's a couple that run a little long though, but they're short little vignettes of just just short sci-fi stories. Mm-hmm. Each and every one's just a, a, another random. All little, animated. It, it, they're all, all animated, and I want you to keep that in mind if you watch it and you get to episode three. Remember, yes. it is CGI you're watching. That <laughs> I know is, exactly what oh, episode you're talking man. about, too. Oh, man. So uh, I'll set the premise for, for this episode because I love describing it. <laughs> I, I, I like to use this one as the benchmark for the show. Um, this this woman is, is doing her makeup in a mirror mm-hmm. in her apartment, and she hears a, a loud bang from uh, the building kind of across the way. So she looks out the window and... And she sees uh, a dude holding a gun mm-hmm. across the way. And, you know, it's like, oh, you know, this guy obviously just murdered. And he's looking at her from across the way. And she's like, this dude just murdered somebody. Now right. he's looking at me. I got to get the fuck out of Dodge. <laughs> I got to get to work. She's like, I got to get to work. So she calls the cops. And it's the most half-assed phone call you've ever heard in your life. Yeah, there's been a shooting. It's at my building. I, I can't stay. I Bye. Like, thanks for the homicide tip. I guess we'll get there. <laughs> if it had been a longer phone call, though, you wouldn't have had an episode. Um, so she's in a cab. And she's on her way to work. She finishes this this terrible phone call to the police and you can see alongside her another cab pulls up and it's it's the gentleman who she whom she saw commit a murder yeah and he's looking intently at her through the window of this other cab spoiler alert by the way guys oh <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm breaking this whole episode down <laughs> breaking it all down so yeah spoilers spoilers abound so she is apparently a dancer at an incredibly erotic bdsm type club like a fetish club yeah the whole scene i had a half a chub like (laughs) i had the weirdest chub of my whole life Um, all animated ladies all animated Um, (laughs) so that scene happens and as the girl's walking up the stairs she's she is immediately accosted by this drag queen type like like the first words out of this person's mouth are what the bitch it was just so comical i was on the floor like i was i was intense the whole episode and then that happened i'm just like ah. so she's being accosted 
by one of her coworkers or whatever. She has to get ready for her show. She goes out. She gets ready for her show. The the uh, the murderer comes up the stairs right behind her to her work. And, of course, the brazen individual who just let his co-worker in decides, hey, this random-looking weirdo seems like a customer, <laughs> slides him on in. So he's watching this, uh, this you know, erotic burlesque show happening, and it's the girl, of course, whom he's been looking for this whole time. Uh-huh. She notices it's him and immediately leaves the vicinity as quick as she can, acquires mm-hmm. a weapon from her manager, goes on the run. She's running, not calling a fucking cab, not hiding, running (laughs) like a smart person would. (laughs) This guy is keeping up with her. So eventually they get to an apartment. Um, She she is hiding in a random apartment from this guy. Uh Uh, He breaks in and very calmly wants to talk to her. Of course. Wants to talk, just wants to talk things out. Of course. She's not having it. She's got the gun. She's ready to go. (laughs) Um, So there's a struggle. You hear a bang. Next thing you know, she just shoots the guy. And then she looks out the window. Oh, and what does she see, Vince? What What does she see when she looks out the window, Vince? You'll have to watch the episode to find Mm -hmm. out. It is a great show, guys. It's a fucking doozy. There is... And when we... The reason why we put such emphasis on the animation aspect of it also was because... So when I... So crisp. Yes. So, so when I first started watching, because my brother recommended it mm-hmm. to me. So when I first started watching it, I did not know that it was all anime. Well, actually, with the exception of one. There's one episode that's real people. Which the, one? The Freezer episode. Oh, okay. You remember okay. that? Yeah, there yes. is one episode. Yeah. <laughs> Go Grace. check out that Topher one. Topher Grace. Grace it that was one. actually. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. it I did. It wasn't, did. On, it wasn't on my top three. But it was definitely had a runner-up spot. Yeah, it was a good one, dude. It was a great... Yeah, okay, so so Topher Grace and his girlfriend... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't ruin that one. Okay, go go right, check out that right. one, guys. Yeah, yeah, do that. But, but uh, just, just watch this. They're only 15 minutes long. If you're well, looking... And what I was not, I don't mean to cut you off there, but what I was going to say well, about did. the, <laughs> well, fuck you, Vince. Well, fine then. What I was going to say about the animation was when I went into it, I didn't realize all of them were supposed to be animated. And I remember I got to, I believe there was an episode called like Lucky 13 yeah. or something like that. And I got to that episode and I thought it was real people I yeah. the entire time. And then it was one particular character that got introduced and I was looking at like the way this guy was talking and moving his face, and all of a sudden I was like, "Holy, holy fuck! This is <laughs> this is animated. These aren't real people. This is all fake." Yeah, dude, we're we're not gonna need actors anymore. We, no. we will not need actors anymore. Nope, there will be zero need for them. Three D modeling is on point, and that's the thing is it's only getting better. Oh, man. It's cool, though, because what I think is going to end up happening is you're going to get this combination of the how movies are made and how actors act where they're going to be wearing mocap suits. Yeah. And those and for those who don't know, the mocap suits are like they're like these gray suits with a bunch of little dots on it. And that's how they use for motion think, tracking and like video games. Think of think of a uh, one of those skin tight bodysuits with ping pong balls glued hot glue. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's, that's exactly suit. what it is. 
And they use these suits for a lot of video games. So they use them for a lot of like the movie-esque games like uh, The Last of Us. They've used them Mortal for Kombat. Mortal Kombat. They've used them for a lot of like the movie-based ones like uh, Until Dawn or Detroit Become Human, Heavy Rain, things like that. And I think what we're going to end up seeing is the computer animation is going to get become so advanced to where any actor could play any role because it would just be about putting them in this mocap suit and then capturing their character and their voice. And all of a sudden, you know, Samuel L. Jackson can play a 13 year old white kid, you know, that lives in Phoenix, Arizona, bro. That's going to get rid of stuntmen. No, I don't think it will quite get rid of stuntmen. It will change their job. You think so? Stuntman will be different. Yeah. Oh, okay. It'll be so, a motion capture yeah. jumps and motion capture rolls. Exactly. There like won't that. be okay. there okay. won't be really any need anymore for like say somebody to like a stuntman to jump from like a twelve story building onto a giant mat, right? Yeah. But it'll be like if they have fight scenes, those are stunt people that come in uh, doing stuff like maybe they just need a, them to fall off of like you know. Instead of 12 stories, 12, you know, uh, yeah. 12 feet, whatever yeah. it is. So I think the job will change. I don't think it'll completely go away. Okay. And I don't think live action film will completely go away either. You'll you'll still, it's like how people still shoot with like film instead of digital. You're just going to have that. There'll be an influx of these computer animated films, but you'll have people who still enjoy the live action stuff. I, I think that's that. kind of what's going to happen. That. Really, I think all movies are just going a direction where they're all just going to become interactive games. Just like the heavy rains until dawn where it's, hey, press X if okay. you want them to do or say this. Adam, I've got a question for you. You've asked me a couple of, uh, of uh, opinionated questions tonight, so I'm going to ask you one. Okay. How do you feel <laughs> about that exact thing happening mm-hmm. under legal contractual you know, agreements with actors who are deceased? So say you have an actor or – okay, let's take Carrie Fisher. Right. Carrie Fisher had obviously signed her uh, her image rights over. Yes. So that they could use 3D imaging for her, mm-hmm. which, you know, they, they've done post, uh, posthumously mm-hmm. um, several times. Do you see that being a trend? Do you see actors dying and their three-dimensional visage and voice carrying on? I could see it happening, but – I think it would end rather quickly because so you had there was a big argument about because or at least the most recent controversy over this was when they did Rogue One. Star yeah. Wars Rogue One. Right. Yes. And it was one. It wasn't even a big character, a big character if you're a big Star Wars fan, but not a really big character to just your average, you know, movie, you know, moviegoer who just checking out the Star Wars movies. Yeah. But uh, remind me who he was. He was like a, a general on the Death Star or something. He was in the fourth, fifth, and sixth, and then they put him in computer. Uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah. Okay. He was like a general on the Death Star, though, yes. right? Well, okay. yeah. He was uh, uh, directly under, like, Lord Vader. Yeah. Okay. So, for those who don't know, the, that was an actor who was in the fourth, fifth, and sixth movie. Obviously died a long time ago. He was an old guy. Yeah. And because Rogue One was this prequel, they found an actor had the same body type as him, and then they posted his face onto this other actor. And it, it was, you know, you could tell if you were really looking for it that it was fake, but it was pretty good. It was yeah. pretty realistic. For, I, I mean, until it moved. <laughs> until it moved. 
But there was a lot of controversy over it because people were saying that that was disrespectful, you know, of the act of disrespectful to the actor who died, you know, because like, oh, well, now we can just bring. I mean, what's the point of hiring Brad Pitt now when you can just computer animate him in? Right. But at the same time, think think about royalties. If if royalties, yeah, sure. Yeah. But I think it's something to where there's going to be basically a line saying you can't use anybody from the past up to this point. What what if what if celebrities are more than willing to agree to something like that though? Well, I think I was just going to mention, I think now if just like how we can sign, you know, organ donor cards, you know, before we get our license saying that, hey, when I die, you know, you can harvest my organs and do yeah. whatever you want with yeah. them. Well, I think you it should get to a point where you can do the same thing if you're an actor or actress to do the same thing with your image. You can sign over your image rights, just as Carrie Fisher did, that states like, oh, you can use my image, you know, after I die. And some contracts, I'm sure, will be like, oh, for 10 years up after can, I die. Can you imagine, though, companies who <clears throat> specify and specifically that 3D capturing a human being and like collecting a database of verbiage to use in movies forever? Yeah. Somebody whose job it is to like three-dimensionally reconstruct a person at any age in their life. Like yeah. in Tron Legacy when they made up young Jeff Bridges. Well, the thing Holy is shit. what they'll probably end up doing if we get to a point to where it will be in an actor's contract, this image rights clause, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think what they'll end up doing is – probably go through this process with the actor or actress to put all of their information to a database for when or if that happens. So that what they would probably do is have them record a sequence of words, yelling, whatever it is, just yeah. to record the sound of their voice. You know, they don't need them to say specific words or anything because they can literally just, once they get the sound of their voice, put it in a machine and have it do it. Oh, wow. And they then, don't even um, need to record, like, actual... Yeah, it's, oh, pro- wow. it's probably, like, not... A prestigious piece of software that we can use yet but i'm sure it's oh, okay. there some something that's still being developed yes yeah. exactly okay and uh and then they'll probably like 3d their face you know get their dimension stuff like those kind of things yeah. just in case like all right well if you die and <laughs> i think i think you'll see more of that though amongst actors and actresses who are in these long saga driven movies so like the marvel movies for example so it would make more sense for somebody like uh, Robert Downey Jr. to say like, hey, just in case you die, mm-hmm. you know, we want to use you in cameos in the future. Or somebody 20 years from now wants to make a prequel and have you appear in it. <laughs> can we use, you know, your look? And he can choose at that point to say yes or no. Okay. But I don't think that's going to happen at first. I think people are going to – I think somebody's going to get risky and put somebody that they don't like – they find maybe really disrespectful to put into a movie after he's already passed. Like it'll be like Robin Williams or something, right? They'll oh, make a movie starring God Robin forbid. Williams without Robin God Williams. God forbid they do that. There will be hellfire rain down and upon that's them. That's just it. So Ooh. I don't think there'll be any anything set in place to protect the image of these actors and actresses, these performers at first, but it will take one incident like that to yeah. really change the table. Or fast. it could be something completely <clears throat> innocuous, just, just something mundane that, okay, like, like, okay, I won't say this was mundane, but it's something that a lot of people aren't aware of when it comes to image rights. Uh-huh. There really weren't any until back to the future part two. 
Wasn't oh, because that was because of Crispin Glover, of Crispin right? Glover, yeah, because he sued. Yes, he, he sued did. Because he was nowhere in Back to the Future Part Two. Fun little fact: um, <laughs> that scene where you see him floating upside down, that was because they had an actor and a uh, uh, a uh, Crispin Glover mask Prosthetic, upside down, yeah. making him look, uh, a, you know. More, more recognizable more Glover, or, yeah, or, or at least just distract you from the fact that hey maybe that's not a real really crispin glover so yeah he uh he sued he yeah. sued and that is why uh motion picture association of america now has uh rules on that sort of thing it's funny there's a lot of iconic movies out there that we don't realize actually kind of rewrote the business or how things were done in the oh, business yeah. for a while because i remember reading one time that like harry potter when harry potter came out like we didn't realize how how kind of rare it was to have like a cast that was all kids like that. Mm-hmm. T- and, uh, ten and eleven. Ten and eleven, and it changed uh, the way that they had to write up the contracts for these kids because there was like they couldn't make the kids work twelve hour days. You know, yeah. they had to make sure they were going to school still. Yeah. They had to make sure. So it's really and that changed the game. Like every time now kids were doing films, like there were these long kind of processes they had to go through in order to make sure they weren't getting cheated out of money. That because there were issues in the past actually oh, when. Yeah. Um, back a like child the, exploitation in Hollywood is nothing. I was going to say like thirties <laughs> and forties, big time. Yeah. I remember there were these, I'd be watching these old movies with my parents and they'd point out like a kid that's in the movie. And they were like, you know, he got fucked over. His parents took all of his money and spent it all. And he ended up being a has been, you know, yep. and I like killed himself or something. Jesus. And it's crazy, dude. It's a crazy world, but if anything, I only want to be a part of it, not even for the, the fame and celebrity aspect per se, but just kind of like, it's just a different world, you know? That's what it seems like, but at the same time, I feel like you'd run into a lot of similar problems. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, for sure. You know, it'd be first world problems on fucking steroids. Oh, man. But I mean, but but that's just it. It's problems like, I mean, truly first world problems on steroids, you know? Like, we, if you've ever seen an episode of uh, the Kardashians, like, yeah, that level for but like problems. you, But then it also makes sense because you don't understand that, like, these celebrities, especially people who are, like, on a Justin Bieber or Kim Kardashian level, it's like these people can't walk out of their homes without people with cameras just surrounding them. I remember watching this, I think it was, like, an old prank show on, like, MTV or something like that, right? But... So it was obviously like one celebrity pranking another celebrity. Yeah. And I can't remember who the two celebrities were, but there were these two ladies, two celebrities who were walking like down the street and they had hidden cameras and everything because they were walking straight towards this prank. And the entire time they're walking, they're just having normal conversation with each other. But at all times, there were at least four people surrounding them with cameras oh, just just walking around getting around them getting different angles yeah and these ladies were just talking like like whatever they're just like they were just flies you know like they just had a, it was a hot day and they had a fly well, i'd imagine you'd them. have to get used to it after a while because that sort of thing would drive a normal person fucking crazy. oh yeah well and that's why you always see these constant videos of it's these like kids in ethiopia that's why whenever you see pictures of them they don't look bothered by the 30 flies on their face right they're used to it so. exactly same thing <laughs> but I mean, that's also why you see so many of these videos of these celebrities that like lash out on the paparazzi and stuff. And it's like, and, you know, we watch them and they they glorify the 
what they do and stuff and i'm like oh you can't blame them yeah you, know? you, you knew this was a package yeah you knew this was part of the deal you, you were aware of that and at one point you were probably fucking cool with it mm-hmm. and then one day you just got tired of it <laughs> guess what motherfucker you're in it now <laughs> but man what a world to be in dude like for sure i can i can do without it to be honest i that that life can. that life and that lifestyle just with the 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 flashy cars and the the clothes and the galas and the i just i don't know none of it ever seemed that attractive to me i don't know i i'm 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 kind of more of an introverted person just in general but to me that that just seems like too much that's just, that just seems like decadence on meth yeah, well, it is. Yeah, <laughs> I can it do without. Sure. I can do without a lot of decadence. Like I, the most decadent I'll get is I will take uh, cheese whiz and I will spray it in a Twinkie and I'll be like, <laughs> cheesecake. <laughs> Fun fact, ladies and gentlemen, if you take cheese whiz and an aerosol can and you spray it into a Twinkie, you've got instant cheesecake. Oh my god, I hate spray cheese. You're crazy. Okay, now now Adam, uh, for those of you who know, uh, for those of you who don't is a big fan of cheese. Yeah, I love cheese. So much so his one of his many monikers is <laughs> Mr. Cheese. I have um, so many. So many, but Mr. Cheese was one of the most common up there with Francisco de Penguin. Um, oh my yeah vince i totally <laughs> forgot about i didn't that i was one. thinking about that on the right over here oh my word <laughs> i think at one point i actually had a i actually listed all the ones that i could remember off to matthew yeah and i totally forgot about that no one. man because that's i'm having a son and he's going to be named <laughs> <laughs> adam francisco de penguin <laughs> no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding dude he i i always I don't know how I got fucking stuck with all these nicknames growing up. Like oh, every geez. every year or every semester, I had like a different nickname that somebody somebody would just call me something random too, for, and then I just get stuck with it. For Adam to say that he does not like spray cheese says a lot. It's just that's a it's, that's a big thing. You know right what there. I think it is, and this is something I've actually learned about myself just within like the last year or so because. I've always been like a picky eater, right? Very picky eater. Okay. You know, usually gravitate to the junk stuff. You know, when <laughs> when I went on to like the, doing the keto diet and stuff for a while, like eating the kind of food I was was a big jump for me. That okay. was that was not like me. And what I realized within this past year is it's not so much that I'm a picky eater, but what I am is I'm I'm a Texture means a lot to me. Okay. I have a, I, can, I can relate. I have I a relate. lot of issues with mushy or spongy foods. So that's why I don't like like yams. I huh. don't like mashed potatoes. I don't like hash browns. Really? I don't like uh, cake or brownies. I eat my hash browns crispy. So no, because the all, the, all that all. The, Sorry, I just like skipped over my words there. The <laughs> only part that's crispy is the top part. And once no, you get into I crisp, it, I crisp them all the way through. Oh, uh, I, I mean, at least I guess, when you go to restaurants, that's how it's always served to you. I feel. Oh uh, well, restaurants fuck up. But a lot to be of honest, stuff, yeah. I don't really order hash browns because that was my experience. I was like, never. Mind. I also don't go to restaurants but, anymore. So, <laughs> but anyways, but I'm a big I'm a big texture eater. So yeah. when it comes to different you things eat a lot like of that. Textures. Yeah, a lot of textures. I eat all the textures. Like, I have to have some kind of crunch and shit in there. See, there are certain crunches I can do without. Onions can go kill themselves. Uh-huh. Uh, water chestnuts can fucking die. 
I hate water chestnuts so much. That one's flavor and consistency. Same with onions, actually. I actually, well, no, I can't say that about onions because they're really good when they're deep fried. You know what I was I mean? gonna say? I love onions. Matter of fact, I might get some onion rings tonight. Ooh, ooh, ooh we may just have to go get food when onion we're done with run. this. Onion ring run. And onion ring onion run. Onion ring run. But but, yeah. but no, I think that's why I don't like the spray cheese. It's just because it comes out in that kind of mushy consistency, and I just don't like the way it fills my mouth when I eat it. Can Can I pose an interesting? Uh, um, possibility to you as far as why you don't like spray cheese shoot go for it so how do you feel about um what is it uh like cheese flavored crackers i cheese flavored chips i i don't mind those i like those something that says nacho cheese flavored yeah it's crunchy i like it okay you like those um as far as the taste goes okay so it's not the taste it's it is the consistency for you then oh it's for sure the texture Okay, because for a lot of people 100 it's the way when you're dealing with fake cheeses you can always count on whey being in the list of ingredients oh yeah no whey doesn't bother me okay no okay. not at all i mean i used to be a big protein you know, powder nut, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. like <laughs> I am not, I am not a stranger to the taste of whey. Okay. Okay. But what did bother me at first was because they, they do make and sell a lot of spray cheese now that is like actual cheese. They do. And for a while people were trying to convince me that like, like, Oh, why don't you love cheese whiz? Because it's so great and everything. And I'd have to keep trying to tell people, I go, it's not fucking cheese. If you look, <laughs> if you buy a bottle of cheese whiz, and you look on the fucking can, it says right there at the bottom, not made with real cheese. Wrong. Wrong. No, they make some now that are. They make some flavor. I'm cheese, talking about cheese, the original okay. cheese whiz. You can't I don't think you can find the original cheese whiz in stores. Anymore, it's probably because so. people fucking caught on. And they're like, <laughs> what the fuck am I putting in my mouth? You're, yeah. you're asking me to yeah. put yellow mush in my mouth and you're not even telling me what it is. Well, see, that's that's what cheese cheese whiz is now. Is You're going to look in the list of ingredients and the first thing you're going to see is cheese. cheese. And sure. then you're going to see a list of benzoates and this oh, is and yeah. that's. Well, the, because they're all flavored now too. Yeah. You know, all Which, of them. Which, I'm not going to lie, that bacon-flavored one. That's usually the, everyone's go-to. You, you may as well. I'm, I'm not one of those, those big bandwagon bacon people. I mean, I, I like bacon well enough. Just something about bacon and cheese together is fantastic. I love bacon. I was a fan of the bacon craze. When people started putting bacon in ice cream, that is where I drew the fucking line. Huh. I drew the line at bacon-flavored uh, sex lube. Bacon favored flavored sex lube. You bet your ass. Yes. Oh, that was a thing. Oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah, that's no. that's where I'm. At. That's that's where I was done. I was like, oh. okay. And then I started seeing it CVS bacon flavored chapstick, and I'm like, y'all need to stop. Yeah, that's bacon when... band aids. Stop. 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 Justin. <laughs> Justin ordered. We went. We went. I can't remember where it was. I think it was like Quick Trip or something, but. They had a bake. I believe it was like a bacon and maple, like bacon and maple milkshake. No, nope. right nope. with like vanilla ice cream. You lost me. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like a maple flavoring, and then they're like bacon bits within the ice cream. So Justin got one, and you know, and I was having sips of it. Also, dude, we literally we threw it away before we left. I've been it hearing was horrible. I've been hearing a lot of people at work and outside of work talking about apparently this new craze, and I, I've seen it a couple of times. Uh, I've been on Facebook about peanut butter and pickle sandwiches. 
I have not heard about that one at all. Apparently, the new craze is peanut butter and pickle sandwiches. Listen, folks, just because two awesome things are awesome does not mean they go together when you just push them together. (laughs) Look, check it out. Monster trucks are awesome. So are boobs. If you were in a monster truck made out of boobs, you'd be fucking terrified. You'd be... (laughs) Just because two things are awesome don't mean they go well together. Dude... Horseback just... riding is awesome. Uh, fucking bowling is awesome. But trying to ride a horse down a bowling lane, terrifying. <laughs> it is too slick. That horse will lose its footing. You will fall off the horse. Peanut butter and pickles. Peanut butter and pickles. Now, I have some weird combinations of food that I personally think are good. And I will always suggest people try. But I'm, I'm never going to say this is the new Okay, thing. so which ones do you have? I have one in particular that everyone says is fucking weird. But I want to hear what yours are first. I think you know what my biggest one is. Maybe. I stated one earlier, the Cheese Whiz and the Twinkie. That was one. <laughs> yeah, that's... All, pretty much all of them involve cheese and things. Fun. So the other one is... Uh, you, 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 uh, it, those of you who are listening who have been to some of my parties or soirees um, <laughs> have had some of my world-famous queso dip. Um, I take Oreos and I dip them in that fucking queso dip and I eat them. Really? They're delicious. I don't think I've ever seen you do that. You've never seen me do I've that? I've never seen you do Kyle, that. Kyle, if you're listening right now, <laughs> type angry capital letters of all the times I've done that in the comments below. Oh, he will. Because that, that's actually a mine and Kyle ritual is whenever I have cheese dip and he's there, Oreos are inbound. We're, we're dipping. We're dunking and munching. So there's something with you in the cream fillings mixed with the cheese sweet, that just does it for you. Sweet and cheese just when I found out, okay, here's another two things I love that go great together. Turns the fuck out. I love beer. I love cheese. Turns out when you fondue some cheese and you pour a little beer in there, it makes it fucking awesome. Okay, that I believe because I was skeptical. I'm glad you believe it's not butter. Well, there's... when I heard about that, I was like, <laughs> beer cheese. The fuck are you talking about? Well, are you guys the, drunk? The only reason I believe it is because there's so many restaurants that actually sell beer cheese. I didn't know that. You go I didn't to know that. It you... was the melting pot we went to. And mm. and they had beer cheese, and I'm like, you guys are fucking wasted. I Y'all think need to go home. We went to, I think, Kyle, because Kyle was, is a big fan of Mellow Mushroom, and he was the first one who took me to Mellow Mushroom Pizza. Okay, yeah. And they have that, for like one of their appetizers or something, they had like a pretzel with beer cheese. And I fucking had, I mean, you can't really taste the beer. No, it's no. kind of assume that the beer is in there. It adds a, just a richness it's weird. to it's it. Weird. It's weird. It's like strange. a little zing yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, think about it. You're adding germs to more germs. <laughs> yeah, there this you go. That's what you're doing. Just bacteria on bacteria. Yeah. But a weird one that I do, I guess, which which is funny because I thought this was just how you did it for years. Oh, and then people started it. to call me out on it. You're going to know what it – you're going to be like, oh, yeah, this when I tell you. And that is – I like to make macaroni and cheese, and then when I am done with the macaroni and cheese, I put it on a plate. Oh, yeah, this. And I, uh, <laughs> I take ketchup, and I smear it all over the mac and cheese, and I mix it up. Now, let me tell you something. I You're not alone, Adam. You don't stand alone on that one. Okay, I, good. From from my earliest memories till I realized it was all the ketchup I was eating was giving me the worst acne. Mm-hmm. I was a ketchup fucking whore. Oh, I still am. I had to stop. Uh, it, dude, my breakout so bad. I don't know what it is about ketchup. Like as soon as I'm done eating, I immediately have zits in the corner of my mouth. Uh, 
See, I had to stop. It was a love-hate relationship. I love <laughs> the stuff, but I fucking hate mac and cheese. I hate it. I oh, hate I love depths it. From the depths it's horrible for you. Don't eat it, but I love it. Not all sh- combinations of shells and cheese, because obviously Alfredo is fucking awesome. And of what course. is it? But more complicated mac and cheese. I'm talking about the stuff that the powder that they call cheese. Yeah, water, craft <laughs> and noodle. That stuff is trash. The only <laughs> way, though, if if that was the last thing I had to eat. Better pray there's a bottle of ketchup because if there is, I'm living a little longer. See, when I was growing up, that's how I just always ate it. Every single time my mom made macaroni and cheese, she put the bottle of ketchup out, and that's how she ate it. Fantastic. And my mom's side of the family, that's how they ate it. And you know, and I never was going to people's houses eating mac and cheese, so it was never like exposed to how you're oh, okay. quote unquote supposed to do yeah, it. Yeah. And it wasn't it wasn't until I was literally in high school. And I was at a friend's house, and she had made mac and cheese, asked if I wanted some. I said, mm-hmm. sure. And then I asked, do you have the, any ketchup? And she was just looked at me, and I was I was like, what? Do, do you have ketchup? I was, do you not have oh, ketchup? What's happening? People respond really negatively when they hand you food and you ask for ketchup. Dude, dude. I, no. That's, that's a thing, people. Everybody says it's disgusting, and I'm like, what are you talking about? This is how you're supposed to eat mac and cheese. People are like, yeah. no. Oh, yeah. No. I was like, what? People need to, people need to back the fuck off, because check it out. First of all, if it you're, is delicious. If, if you don't understand Thank the whole you. ketchup thing, guess what? You don't need to. It's obviously not for you. Let those of us who love our ketchup eat our ketchup. I have gotten so much shit for putting ketchup on a steak. I put ketchup. Yeah, you fucking heard me there, listener right now, judging me silently. I know you're judging me. Yeah, I put ketchup on a steak. (laughs) I've done it a couple of times. What of it? You want to fight me through the microphone? Leave a comment down below. Um, Sorry, sorry. I got very aggressive. I defend ketchup. Um, But, you know, just just, fried chicken. I put ketchup on. I used to put ketchup on my vegetables. Like the looks I would get across the table at family functions were uh-huh. utter horror and disgust. People looked at me like I was like I had a fucking dick growing out of my forehead. Oh, uh, see, I never, I never went as far as like putting it on things like vegetables or anything. But I was definitely the person to where if I was using ketchup, it was like. You know, I, I need a mountain of it. You know, I'm the guy that oh, yeah. goes to the fast yeah. food places and says, listen, listen, li- listen, Daniela, <laughs> I I need ketchup. <laughs> now, what you're hearing is <laughs> what you're going to do, what your mind tells you to do is to take three fucking ketchup packets and put it in that bag. I'm telling you right now, that's not going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to need you to take both hands, put them in a cupping motion <laughs> and make just them into cups scoop, make them into cups and just scoop you both hands in there and all the ketchup that you pick up put it in the bag now I'm going to need you to repeat that process a second and third time and then that will be enough ketchup for me today oh, for God. my one small french fry I, I need to start doing I need to start doing that because yeah no you are right do you want any ketchup yes I do I'm assuming they're gonna stick like five six packets in there two you know yeah. who, you know who two Ketchup packets are going to satisfy nobody who likes ketchup. Nobody. No one who likes ketchup Mm -mm. at all. So Daniela needs to get off her fucking ass, (laughs) make those hand cups, and start scooping ketchup into the bag. If there's all the Daniela's that work at fast food joints right now are going, fucking dicks. Yeah, you know what? what, Get on your shit, Daniela. When somebody says they want ketchup, they want ketchup. 
and it's Not always sass. and it's always a beautiful <laughs> thing when I go to one of those fast pla- food places too, and I ask for a lot of ketchup, and you know, there's that eye contact that's made, that little twinkle that comes out, and there's that, I got you, bro. Oh you know? no, and it always comes from people you never expect. Oh yeah, I, I love that of little, course. I love that little wink when it comes from like. Like like a, a Mrs. Claus looking old lady working at the behind the counter <laughs> at the, the the Carl's Jr. Like, ma'am, I need ketchup, and she she looks at you and she goes, "I got you, sweetie." Goes under, does the double cup hand, and blow up on your tray. And I'm like, oh, I can jump across this counter and just just make love to you right now. How much ketchup you just blessed me with? It's so true though, dude. I. I have, yeah, I've definitely been given shit for my love for ketchup before. Oh, yeah. The the hate is real, and y'all need to stop judging. It's 2019, goddammit. You're supposed to be more tolerant than this. <laughs> God, politics again. Another weird one that actually people in a certain part of the country do very frequently uh, was another thing I, I get looked at weird for doing. What's I put that? mustard on chili dogs. Is that weird? Is that apparently, to be weird? apparently, that's that's a thing that crosses like on, people's like eyes, man. Like on top man. of the chili, yeah. I just assume yeah. that chili is just another topping, so you could have like ketchup and mustard and whatever on there, and then put chili on there. That's the way I looked at it too. Um, I, I figure I could either have cheese if there's cheese, or mustard if there's mustard, because uh-huh. usually one or the other. Sometimes I do both. Why right. not? But yeah, apparently that's something that a lot of people frown on. They're like, "What are you doing, your chili dog, man?" I'm like making a chili dog i don't know what answer you want from me there's a lot of weird things out there that people get upset about but (laughs) food and ketchup though i guess but okay you are looking sleepy dude i was i did it like it hit me me for a second and i was like whoa that triple shot just (laughs) forsook his ass (laughs) that triple shot i watched that triple shot leave your body it it was it's like watching a demon leave a possessed person you just sort of like he he went limp for a second ladies and gentlemen well i had this it's been an interesting couple weeks for me so my so I've heard. my sleep schedule is just all over the place. So <laughs> last so I'm used to doing this thing at my work where I close a lot. I'm yeah. always scheduled these fucking closing shifts, which is fine. I wouldn't mind that if I wasn't scheduled these closing shifts and then like a couple days later it's like, "Okay, now you're going to have to be to work at 6 a.m." Right. Uh, okay. So, yeah. and it's not clopenings. I'm given like a day off between these like closing and opening shifts. But the problem is, there's not enough time for my sleep schedule to get like your circadian used to all it. All yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, you know when I'm constantly doing closing, I'm used to going to bed at like 2 a.m. Okay, sleeping when, in later. When it, 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 <clears> is it like a sure thing when you're gonna switch from nights to days, or is it sort of like one of those? The, the schedule changes every week. Sort of oh, thing. schedule changes every week. Okay, yeah, you're fucked. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, what ended up happening to me was I went like two weeks, two consistent weeks okay. working these closing shifts. And then I was given like a day off. And I had three of these 6 a.m. starting shifts in a row. Death metal. So, yeah. So my body is not accustomed to that yet. Okay. So I'm still going to bed at like 1, 2 a.m. and then having to wake up at 4 a.m. for work. <sighs> then I'm going to work. And I did this for three days, getting like very little sleep because then I had things to do after work. I couldn't mm-hmm. just, you know, go take a nap. Yeah. 
And then and nobody got time for that. At the end of those three days, I drove to California to do a camping trip for three days. Ah. And I won't go into crazy detail. I'll just say I got fucking wasted if you've ever for seen, three it, fucking days. It was it was from what it sounds like, fear and loathing in Las Vegas in the middle of the California desert. <laughs> yes. That's pretty <laughs> much what it was. And uh, and of course it's it was this giant like group party camping trip so there's a lot of people so and of course you're up late partying and stuff like so then do. by the time you go to sleep you know you're waking up two three hours four hours if you're lucky later to did somebody you, blaring music and you're ready to go again I did that for three fucking days did you at any point just pass out from exhaustion. Like, just just on the spot where you were, just drop? No, it was... No, funny enough, I did it, but I could definitely feel those, that three days, that, like, tiredness kick in. And then after that, because this isn't, this isn't over yet. Yeah, yeah. So after getting those two, three, like, hours sleeps those days, which, by the way, I figured out now just how important sleep is and like how easily it is like fall asleep at the wheel of a car there was because i was at this point when i was driving home from california where i i knew that the past like seven days i've maybe gone a total of like 10 to 15 hours of sleep okay you know for the past seven days and then i'm driving home and I'm driving, I'm blaring music, I'm, you know, kind of, you know, hitting my knee, whatever I need to do to just kind of get myself through this last hour drive home that I had. And all of a sudden, I felt myself wake up while I'm behind the wheel of the car. It was just a microsecond, just a very small second. But that's when all of a sudden it jolted in my brain of like, this so this is how it happens your body will literally get to a point where you don't even feel yourself fall asleep you just do it and the fear you feel is oh yeah but what's even worse is when the fear begins to subside and you start falling and it happens again again needless to say immediately after that happened i had to pull over and just like pound caffeine into my system but I ended up coming back then i got little sleep because i had to work that Mm. next morning did that job, and then right after I was done with work that day, I drove to Vegas to see my brother and to go to a wow. concert with him. So, so yeah, you were just back and forth all exactly. over the place. Yeah. And it was probably that first night at my brother's in Vegas where I really got like I even slept on this couch too, and I think I slept for like 10, 12 hours. Jesus, and it was yeah. just my body being like, Adam, You're we done. gotta fucking catch yeah. up. So, but anyways, that was just a couple days ago. So my body is still kind of getting used okay, to like yeah. sleeping, not sleeping. It's like I wake up and my body goes, well, we don't know what the fuck we're doing today. So <laughs> it's up to you, Adam. Do what you got to do. We'll be here if you need us, dick. <laughs> but no, but I knew I had to do a podcast today. I was like, ah, we, I got to do a podcast. It's got to get and done. you are so lucky I have the coolest wife in the world because I, I, I told her, I was like, yeah, I'll probably do a podcast uh, maybe tonight. <laughs> she's like, it's going to be late, isn't it? And I was like, yes. And she's like, uh, all right. Uh, so good times there. But yeah. no, nah, man, uh, the, the whole falling asleep behind the wheel thing is terrifying. And yes. uh, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to confess. I'm going to confess something here right now. I don't agree with drinking and driving mm-hmm. because I've drank and drove before. <gasps> 
Shocker. I did it okay, one you know what? time. Never, ever the fuck Okay, again. you know what? I actually wanted to bring this up because I've had conversations about the whole drinking and driving thing before. And I have this theory, and maybe the theory is going to sound stupid because it's probably going to be one of those things everyone's like, well, duh, is we're always told, we're raised, told by our parents, by whatever authority figures, don't drink and drive. Yeah. Don't you ever it's drink and drive. in your face since day exactly. one. Exactly. Yep. But hasn't anybody who drinks driven home drunk once or twice in their life? Isn't that just a thing everybody's done? I I think less people are one and done with it like I am than uh-huh. the amount of people who aren't. Okay. If that makes any sense. Uh, yes. The, the people who drive like home. Like for you, it only took you once to like for, scare For you. a very small and amount of people. Like, it either takes uh, a, a cop behind you. And an instant moment of sobering up, uh-huh. it could be, you know, falling asleep at the wheel, which is what happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got a car full of my buddies, and I'm on a Georgia highway trying to head back to a military post, uh-huh. and I'm falling asleep behind the <clears throat> wheel because I'm eight beers deep, and I'm unfortunately <laughs> the soberest person in the group. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, you want to talk about terrifying. Oh, and making it there alive was one thing. Right. Earning that Oscar that I got talking to the sergeant at the gate who checked all of our IDs. <laughs> and I had to feed him the story of, I'm totally sober. They're all fucked up. And then get back to the barracks in one piece. <laughs> I deserve a fucking medal for that. <laughs> oh, but my no, word. no. But honestly, like that, that was enough to scare the shit out of me. Because like I said, lonely Georgia highway. And anybody who's ever been through the state knows that there are stretches of highway that are just nothing but trees yes. and darkness. Yes. And when you fall asleep behind the wheel for longer than just a split second, and you're staring down uh, a curve in the road, and you're about to go off it, uh-huh. that's that moment when you stop, and you have to really decide, okay, yes. can I do this, or should I stop? Some people, some people unfortunately go for it, and yeah. they make it home safe. Mm-hmm. What's sad is that you never hear about that. You yeah. never hear about the people who make it home safe for drinking and driving. You, well, you have to hear about the people who get killed doing it. And I understand. You have to hear about that stuff. They they have to try and prevent it any way they can. But like with people driving on the wrong side of the highway, you're you're trying to fight a problem whose root cause you can do nothing about. Yeah. No, it's true. There was a time... Well, I mean, it, it's it's hard also because... We live in a society where you're very much chastised for almost trying to do the right thing. Like me, for example, there have been plenty of situations, especially when I was living in Los Angeles, where I found myself in these situations where I would go to these parties with the promise or the intention of staying there that night. Yeah. You know, so I'm drinking heavily, not worrying about a thing. And then all of a sudden we're told, okay, everybody has to leave. And it's like, all right, well, I live, you know, two hours away, four hours in Los Angeles time. <laughs> With Los Angeles. <laughs> that's that's so, what you need a real feel for. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, I have to go. So I, at that point, I really have no choice but to go in my car and sleep. But guess what? If a cop finds you in your car, Vagrancy. you know, sleep. Yeah, exactly. Yep. They can still get you for a DUI, even if your fucking keys aren't oh, in the DUI. ignition of the car. Yeah. But so it, it's one of those things that's like difficult to 
I don't know. You're you're right. We you don't hear about the, the the good people that you know get home safely and I guess practice. You know, I'm I good morals, I consider myself but... fortunate to have a story about drinking and driving where mm-hmm. nothing went wrong. Yes. I wish everyone did. The scariest time I ever had drinking and driving. Not that I've done it a lot. <laughs> that sentence came out really bad. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I do that every day. I do that every day. Let me no, tell you about no. my favorite time. I truly I truly <laughs> don't. I did have one moment, though, that like really scared me where it was like I had no choice but to drive home. Well, I had a choice, but I made a poor choice and drove home. And it was back when I was in high school. And I... I have I was invited to this party out in Glendale. And for people who don't know, Glendale from where I lived was you know about an hour, maybe a little over an hour. It's drive. fucking far. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty far. It's far. And again, went there, asked before going, like, hey, is this a situation where we like crash at your place? Or is this a situation like I can have one beer four hours before I have to drive home kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. And again, told, yeah, go stay here, stay the night, sleep it off, uh, whatever. The promises of beautiful, sweet lies. And I remember I, I was outside having a cigarette. It's like four or five in the morning at this point. So we've basically spent the whole night there. So yeah. mind you, I'm like wasted and I'm coming up at like 24 hours without sleep at this point. Yeah. And we're all told, go home. And this was before the ages of GPS or MapQuest because I had followed a friend there. So my only way to get home was to drive so I could follow my friend. Oh, wow. And of course, I'm not going to call, you know, fucking 16-year-old me is not going to call my parents and Noob. say, you know, come get me. Noob. And since you were the one of the few who had a car even, there was no one else you could have called. No, yeah. zero. Yeah. So I found myself driving home that like – over an hour drive and dude it was definitely one of those things where like the entire time i was driving i was like i i'm like borderline like if i had taken one more beer i'd this would not be working yeah yeah Yeah. it was like if i if i took even one last little fucking sip it's a good thing you didn't do like in any way shape or form like a last jello shot or something like that yeah exactly yeah but oh dude oh Drinking, drinking's crazy, dude. It's something I really enjoy and I really hate at the same time. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> because you, you, uh, I don't know about you, but like today I can, I can kick back a few drinks and mm-hmm. I can feel great. Yeah. But the thing is, I know two things. One, if anything goes wrong, I'm about to be thrown into a really, really foul mood because nothing makes a sour Vince like alcohol and bad times. Yeah. Two, regardless of how I feel while I'm drinking, in the morning, I'm going to feel like a bag of smashed assholes. <laughs> I am going to feel like just absolute hamburger shit. Yeah. And I, I just don't like waking up that way anymore. I love my mornings. I'm a huge fan of my mornings. Mm-hmm. I like waking up at 5 o'clock a.m., Sitting on my porch drinking tea and watching the sun fucking come up. Yeah. I like hanging out on my porch and not feeling like shit. Yeah. Uh, I like going for runs in the morning. That's something that really sucks when you're sweating Jim Beam. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I've been there. I've done that. There was a point in my life where it was like that. That was the routine was, you know, wake up after, you know, three hours of sleep from the, the 19 beers I drank from the night before. Yeah. And go sweat it out on a 10 mile fucking run. Right. Um, I just, I'm not about that life anymore. 
I'm no. not. I, I can have a beer or two and be completely satisfied with myself. Yeah. Well, when you're like us, because you and I don't drink a lot at all, nah, you know, and nah. so when you don't drink a lot at all, then you go to a party and, and you have two or three beers. Make well, no you, mistake, it's ladies. It's enough to feel. Make no, make no mistake, ladies and gentlemen. We have done a lot of drinking. Collectively, <sighs> yes. Adam and I, like, duh. That's not not even the times we've drank together, but like individually in our lives is just unholy. Dude, it's <laughs> no human being should be true. subjected to that much alcohol. <laughs> I used to just it's I think back to like when I first started drinking back when I, I think the first time I ever got drunk I was 14. And these were the days where it's like you're kind of like experimenting because you don't know what the fuck you're doing. So if you find yourself in a position where you have like a lot of different alcoholic beverages and mixtures at your disposal, I was like, oh, what does the what does Captain Morgan taste like mixed with a little bit of Mountain Dew? And you know what? Let's put a little bit of vodka in there also. Just experiment. Just you're, you're an alchemist at that point. And I remember that even thinking at the time too when you would get this drunk at this young of an age is you never woke up the next morning with a hangover that was just you you woke up groggy you woke up did you when you were younger okay 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 because i certainly did it not until i was older the third time in my life i ever drank and trust me again those who know me know i am very full of myself sometimes um after my third time drinking i considered myself a little 15 year old black belt and drinking already oh, i had gosh. an arrogance and a cocky attitude That's towards alcohol us, yeah because i had not developed a healthy fear of it yet <laughs> i learned spring break uh of 20 uh 2005 mm-hmm. a very hard lesson in life <laughs> doesn't matter how badass you are it doesn't matter how badass you think you are sorry mm-hmm. um everybody has a limit for alcohol Yes. Turns out mine was uh, an entire bottle of hypnotic, an entire fifth of a hypnotic. We had two bottles of hypnotic and a small bottle of vodka from Walmart. It was all our little 15-year-old asses could scrounge together. Uh-huh. I drank an entire bottle of hypnotic by myself. Damn. And proceeded to drink nearly half of this bottle of cheap vodka mm-hmm. that we had. I was fucked up. <laughs> I threw up so hard the next day, blood shot out of my nose. Oh, damn. Every sound that existed in my sphere made me want to die. And I did nothing the next day but lay on the couch and hope for death. See, that's... And how old were you when that happened? 15 years old. 15. I'm pretty sure I had alcohol poisoning. A minor form of alcohol poisoning, but alcohol poisoning nonetheless. But see, I was... Because I definitely did some heavy drinking when I was like that age. Okay, right? but 14, see, 15, here's the thing. 16. That was the only time I have ever had what I would consider a hangover. I only count one as a hangover. A hangover is debilitating. A, a hangover... Yeah, but you haven't had any like... You know, over the age up, of 18? No, no. I wake up, my mouth tastes like ass. I smell like shit. Uh-huh. Maybe I've pissed myself. <laughs> um, there's clothes changing involved. I don't get headaches. Um, I My stomach does feel a little upset until I rip that really good first morning fart. Yeah. Or have that first, you know, I would have my first coffee and cigarette and that would get the, the bowels moving. Yeah, of Take course. Take a poop. I feel great. Let's go for a run. Fuck it. Interesting. Um, I, I just, I have only ever had the one hangover. 
that I would consider that a hangover. That to me. Oh fit. yeah. Well, I'd consider that a hangover too. Yeah. I'm just surprised it happened at 15 because. Yeah. Well, it, like I said, it was like my third time drinking as well. Well, in my experiences though, when I was younger and I would do these kind of, you know, these days of just heavy drinking, you know, these nights of heavy drinking with friends and stuff. And, you know, sometimes I'd have to wake up the next day and go to school. Yeah. And I always remember feeling I'd have a little bit of a headache. I'd feel a little groggy, a little lethargic, whatever it was, you know, but definitely it wasn't debilitating. Right. It wasn't until my 21st birthday where my cousin threw me a party in Los Angeles and this was the first time I actually blacked out from drinking. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. Now blackout's another story. Who blacking out? Story. So first time I blacked out and I remember waking up the next morning on the couch and I remember the first thing I thought to myself was, Oh, this is a hangover. Yeah, this is yeah. what everyone's been talking about. This is what the movies talk about in Deep Yeah, This is a motherfucking hangover. Check, 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 oh, checkity check. It check. was yep. horrible. Vomit, diarrhea. Every sound you want to die. You can't look at light. Oh, Just, it was so their bad. Their senses have betrayed you. And I remember <laughs> my second thought was... Why the fuck would anyone become an alcoholic? <laughs> like, come on. You want to no. do this all the time? That's the beauty of alcoholism. If You, can, you can't get hangovers if you're always drunk, oh, dude. I guess. You yeah. can't get hangovers if you're always wasted. Pro tip. <laughs> Use your brain, kids. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just remember how debil- yeah. just my head throbbing and every and. I mean, that's all, every single time I'm asked, like, like alcoholism runs in my family on both sides a lot. So, like, my parents will get, you know, worried, rightfully so, sometimes yeah, with my yeah. brother and I. And I always have to just tell my parents anytime they ask or bring it up, I'm like, trust me. You do not have to worry about me becoming an alcoholic. <laughs> I have zero interest in that lifestyle. I get yeah. wasted, like, twice a year. And then... And That's it. I mean, I've 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 done pretty much everything you can do with an alcoholic beverage in your hand. Uh-huh. I've done the clubs. I've done festivals. I've done all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, do I need to do more? No, because it seems like every time I go to an event now and there's alcohol involved, it just seems sort of trite to me. Uh-huh. It seems a little overplayed. It's like, oh, this again. There's nothing really special about it. Like the last time I remember being in public and getting my drink on and actually being a little excited about what I was doing. It's going to sound really lame. Um, they, I found, was when I found out they serve beer at the swap meet, the Mesa swap meet. <laughs> really? They serve fucking beer there. I'm walking around. <laughs> but that made you excited? Yeah. You were like, fuck yeah. yeah. I'm day drinking at the swap meet. Suck a dick. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to buy a fucking uh, 50 cent spatula. Shit, I might buy four. I'm drinking three beers. I know that. Speaking of day drinking, <laughs> that was definitely one thing I do miss about California. And one thing that I, I kind of got back a little bit when I did this like camping trip thing in California. Yeah. Because here in Arizona, at least where we live here in the valley, you can't day drink. You just oh, can't. Yeah. No. The no sun, not, not during the summer, at least. No, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. there's maybe but a even, window of opportunity you have in the, 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 the fall. 
That's well, it, though. I was gonna say I I wouldn't even say maybe the fall, maybe like during monsoon season you can daydream because even during the winters, if it, even if it's cold, it's not the fact that it's cold or hot. It's the fact that it's clear skies, the sun's just shining directly down on you. I'm actually gonna drop a disclaimer: don't drink outside in a monsoon because your equilibrium is already gonna be fucked up, and that wind's <laughs> not gonna help you at all. Bad advice, Adam. Bad advice. Oh, but, you know, <laughs> I've had some of the, my best times drinking it during the rain. Oh. Oh man, I've just had good times in the rain in general. I remember when I first moved to this state, uh, we we used to live on a golf course, not like literally on the golf course. We weren't putt putt people, uh, but <laughs> like your ba- it was like the backyard a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Like our back, there was our backyard, a little two foot wall that stopped nothing at all, and then there was the golf course. Um, so we we live on this this golf course. I totally forgot the point I was trying to make. What were we talking about? We were just talking about the weather just here and how derailed. the sun. So, yeah. So, when uh, when I first moved out here, the first monsoon I ever experienced flooded this golf course. Okay. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Where before there was a putting green, there was now a lake. <laughs> right. So, the first thing I did being a kid from California was I ran out to my garage, grabbed my boogie board, and I was going to surf's up, brother. <laughs> um, I was out there for hours. I had a time of my life. I was out there boogie boarding in like four foot deep water on the golf course. <laughs> like, it, it, it was awesome. Welcome to Arizona. Until about 45 minutes later when I realized mm. why my skin was burning. Um, all those nitrates and all those pesticides and all those things they used to keep that lawn nice and pretty were in that water. And guess where I had been soaking? Uh, yes, sir. I blew up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my skin was really rashed and itchy for a while. And I may have mesothelioma, so that means I might be entitled to financial compensation. <laughs> I'm sorry. All I the people from Arizona are <laughs> going to understand that reference. What are those commercials that you just always hear here? I don't think that's Arizona. I think that's everywhere. Is I, that everywhere? I thought Shanko was a uh, was an Arizona thing specifically. So they were at first. Well, that's the thing. Well, I, I didn't know until we started getting people from Oregon coming down to where I work. And they were like, I'm glad to know my friend in the diamond is- industries in Arizona, too. I was like, oh, Shane Company? <laughs> yeah, so I was actually going to say, so I actually have a coworker who I had the same conversation with her about Shane. Oh, really quick for context for anybody. So in Arizona, there's this commercial that is played for as, as long as I can remember that was, uh, we have this diamond company here called the Shane Company, you know, on Scottsdale Road in Nakoma. One and, mile south of Bell Road. <laughs> one mile south of Bell Road. And it was just this commercial, this radio commercial that played all the time. If you're from here, you know it. It's just one of those commercials. And I was speaking to a coworker at work about it, and they were from Washington. Yeah. And yeah, they, they told me, they're like, oh, yeah, we have Shane Company up there too. And we're like, what? <laughs> Apparently, it's literally just in Arizona and a Washington. Washington thing. Okay, okay. Is from what I've been told. But now they're online, so I feel like their commercials go everywhere now. It loses its it, it lost its interest with me because his son's taking over now. Oh, see, I'm really invested in the <laughs> Shea Company. He's been with me for my entire right, life. Right, right. <laughs> you almost feel obligated to go shop at his place. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, it's weird. It's like fucking mind Fuck control. Jared, go to Shane Company. Oh man, I thought you meant a totally different Jared. I I was like, no, he's he's getting fucked right now. Jared, I thought you meant from Subway. Oh yeah, don't go see Jared. Or or you know, do throw popcorn at him, laugh. Definitely was not talking about. Yeah, no, from Subway. I I didn't know uh, the uh, the uh, Jared Diamond or you got it, Jared. (laughs) 
that old advertising nonsense but yeah diamonds worthless <laughs> you can make diamonds now people come on stop stop buying into rare gemstones they're mined by very dirt poor very hungry immigrants for uh, and paid next to nothing for what the 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 diamonds that they mine you can you can make diamonds that are stronger than naturally occurring diamonds mm-hmm. in a fucking furnace this is true stop this madness <laughs> I'm probably gonna get red lasers like painting me. Nah, I, I, uh, how many how many viewers are we up to now? Like our subscribers? Um, it's still at the same amount that it was uh, ten days ago. So we're at eighty four. Okay, so I got eighty four red dots gonna be <laughs> sighting me up. They blow me away because I'm talking smack about the diamond industry. Just my curiosity. How long? How long have you? I know. I know we're unchained, but I'm like, how unchained are we right now? What's What's the time? Um, there, I'm going to guess that we're probably at like an hour. Yeah, about an hour and a half. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Oh, I was actually gonna say, I think this is a good place to stop the podcast tonight. Oh, chains back on, folks. At I least know. for right now. Chains back off for right now. Okay. But um, but thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, next Sunday, I'm going. We're gonna to try to get a three person podcast going for here for Freeway. you guys, or it'll be Monday for you guys. But um, I hope you guys enjoy this podcast with Vince and I. Remember, you can follow us on all the social media platforms. We also have a Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash Hardly Millennial. And do you have any final thoughts for the people at home, Vince? Oh, the same thing I always have to say, baby. Everybody mm. out there, just be excellent to each other just be excellent guys just be excellent all right guys thank you so much for listening and have a lovely rest of your week bye